everyone can sing. Well, not necessarily well, but everyone has the ability. The phenomenon pub choir has taken this idea and combined singing with comedy and beers. It started in 2017 in Brisbane after creator, conductor and composer Astrid Jorgensen started arranging popular songs into three-part harmonies. She then teaches the crowd to sing the song before it's recorded and put onto social media. It's all about using the power of the crowd to sing together. Here's an example of pub choir with thousands of people singing Lovers in the Air. That's 7,000 people singing Lovers in the Air in Australia. There are three shows across New Zealand this week uh, of pub choir, Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch, and they've already sold out. Creator and director Astrid Jorgensen joins me now. Kia ora, Astrid. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Kia ora. Can you explain how does this work? How do you get, in you know the case that we just heard, 7,000 people to sing together and cooperate? Um, I mean, it's pretty chaotic, um, but basically pub choir is, is sort of what it sounds like on the box. Like it's just people coming together for a very casual sing. They're not trained singers or anything like that. Like they're strangers. I don't know who they are. <laughs> you basically just buy a ticket and I'll tell you what to do on stage. I'm really bossy, but I try to be nice about it. <laughs> and it's sort of like, um, uh, I ju- it's call and response. I'm like, I will sing what I want you to sing. And then I want you to sing back what you think I asked for. And the whole show is kind of based around this, like, chipping away at one song. It's okay if you miss a note. There's heaps of people in the room. It's like a it's like a team activity, but actually good. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's like an example of how regular people can help each other do anything, you know, like you don't have to be a good singer. Someone near you will know what to do. You can share the note around. <laughs> and by the end of every single show, we've put together a whole performance of one song and it's magical like I I mean I've been doing it for about seven years and it always works out at the end but it's still a miracle to me every time it's so awesome so how do you break the song up do you do it in separate parts and like how long does it take yeah, so I, I actually I write a, like a bespoke arrangement for each show. Mm. Um, I, so it's not like singing along. It's not karaoke. You can do that anytime you want. You can like literally sing your favourite song anytime you want to. But this is like creating a new version of the song in three-part harmony. Um, and so... I arrange the audience when they arrive into different sections of the room. So there's like the lowest voices, the highest voices in the mid and scared people standing in, in the middle of the room. I put an instruction up on the board when you come in. So you can actually see there's like a chart and it's like choose your celebrity vocal range. And there's a couple of options for you to kind of decide for yourself. But really, it's like a choose your own adventure. If you have the lowest voice in all of New Zealand and you stand with the high section and have a bad time, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> um, it's and, and like people discover in real time, they're like, oh, it actually matters 
the choices that I make yeah, <laughs> in this yeah. activity. Um, and, and I'll teach those three different zones different versions of the song. And then we kind of put it all together by the end and it's this beautiful three-part harmony, new performance of a song. Because I really want people to feel like they are good enough to be musicians. They might not be good. Like <laughs> being good, good enough. Good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are two, <laughs> two really different things. <laughs> so it takes, I mean, the show is about 90 minutes. Um, there's a small interval in the middle while my, I've got like a beautiful camera crew that's set up just a couple of small cameras to capture it. Because what I, one of the things that I love about the show is that I ask people to put away their phones and it's not about you capturing something mm, mm. individually. It's like, just experience what it's like to make stuff with other people and have a nice time. And then we'll take a video at the end. It's mm. real though. Like that sort of might sound like a trick, but it's like, it's, I'm trying to just like free people up to experience that. Like yeah. life is so short, feel something just even for an hour. You know? <laughs> like it's, um, it's not, it's Anna. It's really nice. <laughs> and what are the biggest challenges when you're trying to conduct such a big crowd? <laughs> oh, I mean, every show is is improvised. So I don't know because it changes every time. Like I, I genuinely walk onto stage. All I know is how the song goes and how I want mm. it to be. Mm. Um, but I don't know who the crowd is. I don't know how they feel or how, how quick they're feeling or how clever <laughs> they feel tonight. You know, like, so I, I really have to like listen really closely. So I suppose it's like a big mental uh, marathon on stage because mm. I'm like, I'll sing stuff and they'll sing something different back and I've got to work out the problem in real time on stage. But I think that's like the fun of it is yeah. because people are like, Oh my god, it's it's actually happening right now. Yeah. Um, but I think one one lesson that I learned really early on, even though it's called pub choir, is that I don't hold them on Fridays or Saturdays anymore because people get a wee bit too drunk. <laughs> it, it is like you have to listen a bit. Um, and so yeah, we we move no Fridays and Saturdays is probably the biggest challenge that took me a while to work out. Um, but now that we've got that, it's all good. It's all roses. <laughs> How did this all start? Because you've been doing it for about seven years now. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, about seven years ago, I was a school teacher. Um, I used to dream about retiring from that. <laughs> and um, how could I like move out of the classroom and still like make music with people, but non-competitively? Because mm. that kind of always felt a bit bad to me is like ranking people on this like non-comparable thing, you know, like mm. music is kind of an opinion. Um and obviously some people have more technical skills, like I studied composing or whatever, but it's it's actually like all just opinion. There's lots of famous singers in the world whose voice I think sounds ugly. And there's lots of <laughs> there's lots of like real dodgy singers who are not famous who I think sound great. Like it's it's just opinion. So I kind of was trying to find a way to explain that to people, being like, who cares if your voice comes out really weird and wonky? It, mm. it doesn't matter. It's the only one like it. And so I was like, choir is is so easy. It's such an easy way to get people involved with making music because mm. you just like turn it with your body. Like the instrument lives inside you. You don't have to buy anything else. And so I was like, how can I just get them in the room? So yeah, about seven years ago, I wrote a little list for myself of stuff that I thought was stopping people from going to choir because mm. I love choir, but I, I get that like it kind of seems a bit lame <laughs> if you're not in that world you know like you might see like a group of people wearing the same outfit with like a satin sash and they're like singing songs that you've never heard and yeah, things like yeah. that so I wrote a list of yeah and like you know who who has the time really to go every week to something if you're really busy and you're taking the kids to school or what I don't know mm. so I yeah I wrote a list of stuff that I thought 
was getting in the way. And then I was like, I'm going to make a version of Kawhi that has none of that stuff. <laughs> so there's like no auditions, there's no sheet music, there's no solos, there's no, uh, you know, you can only come once and have a great time and you never have to come back. There's no <laughs> uniform. And um, it seemed to kind of like really resonate with people and I think probably just having pub in the title helped a lot too. (laughs) Um, I've watched a few of the videos on social media and it struck me as being a bit like church but without the religious aspect and the idea that I guess people just want to feel a part of something don't they? Yeah, I mean, I actually, I try not to, but I I Google pub choir sometimes just to see, you know, just to read the room, get a bit of a vibe. (laughs) And and you know how it suggests to you what you were looking for. And and sometimes when I type in pub choir and it says, is it religious? (laughs) I'm like, no, no. I guess probably the comparison with church comes up a bit because there's not so many other scenarios where you see people like group singing and smiling Mm, together mm. and you're not being judged Um, on your singing ability either yeah exactly the other the other scenario I can think of is like at sport like if you go to the rugby and someone starts up a song Mm. you will see you know thousands of people like just singing for the excitement and the joy of it I think probably I mean it's it's definitely not a religious event it's it's quite um it's a bit cheeky to be to be fair there's like a lot of insults going on from me Uh, but like I think probably it's just more like tapping into this idea that music has always existed in all human cultures ever observed like it's like this really fundamental part of being a human being and so like just to get together in a big group and sing together feels really right but I think probably along the way maybe in like the last few decades society's got heaps more secular and so we've stopped going to church for many reasons and so I guess we're just lacking that opportunity to just like belt out a song joyfully with our community so it's not like I've invented choir or singing or anything (laughs) like that it's just like finding a new way to present it to people that doesn't feel you know traumatic or (laughs) tied to anything it's just kind of like oh my god just open your mouth and have a nice time like it's (laughs) it's 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 totally chill and it feels really good once you let yourself relax and enjoy it like it's something that we're supposed to do this started in 2017 and the first performance was in Brisbane and normally they are you know in person they are events that you go to so what happened during COVID and the lockdowns because obviously you couldn't have the gatherings yeah yeah well that was an interesting time when it was like illegal to do my job in public I will just quickly say that the very first pub choir was Slice of Heaven by Dave Dobbin because I was born in Hamilton and so I was so excited to like push that onto the Australian like <laughs> landscape. But anyway, coming back to it, um, yeah, during during um like the COVID kind of lockdown era, it was a little bit crazy not being able to to physically sing together. Like my job was on a list of stuff you're not allowed to mm-hmm. do. Um, and so I was like, oh, we still need to connect as humans um, and people's voices still work at home. We just can't use them together in the same room. So just created a version of pub choir online called couch choir. Hmm. Um, and I, like by now we've all seen lots of videos of people singing online together, but we, I think we kind of pioneered this, me and my crew kind of pioneered this idea of like recording yourself and stitching together a video. Mm-hmm. And when it started, like, 
literally thousands of people from around the world were sending in videos and I've got this amazing editor who would like manually put each one in sync with each other and edit them in these crazy videos like a lot of people would write to us and say oh what program are you using and I'm like it's just her brain we're just like trying really hard and working a lot of hours but by the end of it we had like 20,000 people from around the world singing with us for lots of different projects every continent in the world like it was um in a weird way our choir got bigger in the time that yeah. no choirs were allowed to yeah. exist. So, it, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. Well, it went global, didn't it? That's it, yeah. Like it's uh, in the time where we were not allowed to even leave the house, more people around the world than ever heard of, of what, what I was doing, which is, um, yeah, it's quite ironic and amazing. Bands and singers of the arrangements you've done, including the Cranberries, Mariah Carey, Kate Bush, uh, Sir Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees, they've actually praised the rendition. So what was that like to get that kind of feedback? Yeah, I mean, it's wild. Like, say with Kate Bush, like she is kind of notoriously a quiet sort Mm, of celebrity. mm. Like um, she's influenced so many people's lives, but she, you know, doesn't really do gigs anymore ever and, and, and doesn't interact with with the public a lot and so to get like an a personal email from her being like I loved it is amazing to think that you know we're presenting I mean I think even for the artists themselves it's exciting to see a song reimagined and yeah. reborn like I said it's not it's not a cover it's not singing along it's mm, like mm. re reimagining a song but sometimes we're even really lucky and get the artists themselves who might do like a sneaky appearance <laughs> um you know like it's I think it's exciting for them too and that that kind of, it's not like I need I need an email from Kate Bush. I like it. I welcome more. Um, but it's it's sort of like it, it. I think in that way, it just kind of um, it's a nice validation to think mm. that even the people who wrote the songs and have heard it more than anyone else in the world would would hear this version and be like, oh my god, it's it's really amazing when people work together and and sing because like the people in the room might not be great singers, but together it sounds amazing. I mean, everyone sounds very in tune. Like you say, everyone can sing just to varying degrees. Oh, in the room, there's some real nightmares. Like, don't <laughs> don't think that like you're the person who's going to ruin an event for a thousand other people. Like, <laughs> there are some truly awful notes being sung, things that were not planned. It's a right mess. But when you put the microphone back a little bit and just capture the whole, it, it's sort of more amazing than getting one great singer or something because it's like. In the room, some people are singing too sharp and too flat and too early and too late and too loud, too soft, too weird. (laughs) And when it's all balled up together, it's like a way richer sound than you would ever get from the traditional choir approach, which is let's try and get everyone sounding the same. Let's try and blend everyone into one noise. But it's like in this way, it's just like the messiness of of life all just like smooshed up together in one noise and it's, it feels like electric. It's like a, it's not a, a style of singing that I had ever really heard before, except mm. maybe at like a stadium. At, yeah, at sport yeah. It does. Something. It does remind me of a stadium, and when people get together and just sing, no one's a professional singer necessarily, but together, everyone sounds really good. You're coming to New Zealand this week. You're doing three shows, which have all sold out already. Can you Ooh. give us a little idea of what the groups will be singing? Yeah, so actually what I thought I would do, um, because they're in Australia it's been going for seven years, boo, whatever, um, and so the crowds are quite big. Um, but we're coming to New Zealand for 
just the second time we've we've been to Christchurch once before, but mm. um, it's it's I guess we're starting we're building up a new audience in New Zealand. So the shows are a little bit small. There'll probably be like four or five hundred people at each show. Still a still a big choir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but but what I thought what I thought I would do because we're coming to Auckland, then Wellington, then Christchurch. I thought I'm going to bring one really great song, and I always try and pick a song that is from the place. Mm, mm. Um, and what I'm thinking of doing is presenting three slightly different versions in each city so that when we compile the three videos, it's like a it's like a national sing-along mm, and mm. all of like, it'll be like three layers thick, all these textures, all these people singing in different cities. But I'm not going to tell you what song it is because... <laughs> I was hoping sometimes you'd tell. I, I know you, you want the scoop and I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Whoops, I accidentally slipped. No, it's because sometimes when I say the song, people decide that they don't or they do want to come to the show because yeah, of yeah, what they based think on that the song, song is. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like if you're only coming to the show because you hoped it would be your personal favourite song, you are always going to be disappointed with the experience. What the show is about is making something new. I promise I've picked a song that I think is so beautiful and, you know, it's it's it was written in New Zealand and it's, I, I you know, I, I'm – I'm sure that people know it and love it. Um, but even if you don't, who cares? Because I'm going to make a new version <laughs> on the night. Stay bobbing here. Enjoy yourselves and sing Slice of Heaven. Thank you so much. There's two naked. That's 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 the pub choir version of Sir Dave Dolvin's uh, "Slice of Heaven." You just cannot help smiling listening to that, <laughs> yeah, Belina. I know. <laughs> just imagine the masses that's singing together. So beautiful. Um, before that, you were speaking to pub choir creator, composer, and conductor Astrid Jorgensen.